0: Welcome back, Arizona Nation. It's been a little while since we had a podcast. In fact, it's been since signing day. There's all sorts of new recruiting information film and a visit from a bunch of prospects down to Tucson. Let's get into it with Gabe Encinas and Brandon Combs right after the intro.
1: Brent is the villain and you're just a hostage. If you drop to the flat, it's gonna be a great day. So whenever I'm stepping over your head like an ostrich, Y'all are crazy. groupie has been waiting for this, suckers been hating for this, you know why? PJ get down in the stands today, it's gonna be a great day. Cause so many of y'all are relating to this. Jealous is how <laughs> intentionally but then start to love it because i made it eventually pumping the music I keep are you gonna like open up your hips today the music like pumping because we ain't in it for nothing i keep the average crowd jumping yo you know the are you gonna line up in your gap today Seven? color the villains in black always oh, down i make noise and attack so you better get back unless you want to come with it and make your face like i want our knees bent i want to bust down low i want our eyes up can talking and close your eyes when i hit it you screaming with fear for this with eyes up eyes up eyes up right there good good stay low we gotta have good palo. load go fear that you're screaming you're up here, on sweat because is giving back I'm not scheming I'm just telling the facts that's how it is when start right right here right here right here right here right here eyes up
0: welcome back Arizona Nation remember it is the Arizona podcast Echo, Echo Romeo Alpha podcast uh remember that when you enter your search Remember to follow Gabe and Sinus at Gabe underscore and and Brandon Combs at U of a bear down 07 also, check out all the latest work from Brandon and Gabe at Arizona Desert Swarm.com. Remember to check out um, PlayersProgramU.com and follow at PlayersProgramU for basketball content on the podcast. And check out Gabe and Brandon's recruiting website at Arizona... or Excuse me. AZDSRecruiting.Weebly.com backslash writer blogs. Is there a better
2: way to say that, guys? Uh, you don't need the writer blog part. You can just have, uh, up to.com. Yeah. Okay.
0: So a, az, a Z D S recruiting weebly.com. Um, and we retweeted out the link for that. So just go ahead and bookmark it. So you can, uh, post questions, uh, follow the latest podcasts and everything, all the good content from, uh, Brandon and Gabe there. Um, all right guys, well, let's not bury the lead. Um, great news from Brandon. He was able to talk with, uh, Arizona's, Latest uh, quarterback commit, Will Plummer. Tell us all about it, Brandon.
3: Well, first off, uh, Will's a really, really good, really good kid. Uh, very easy to talk to. Um, but uh, it's kind of going into our conversation. Um, he really, obviously, enjoyed his uh, visit to Tucson that he took about two weeks ago. Now, um, he liked it so much that he uh, he committed. But um, he really likes. Um, the feel of tucson and the campus and really really hit it off with uh, offensive coordinator noel mazzoni and uh really likes what he can bring to the table and really likes what he can um, yeah, d- develop um or you know how he can develop under under mazzoni um talking to him he's very much aware too that uh you know, he wants to get better at his decision-making and everything um, with what he said. That's what he's going to be working on this off season. Um, and he definitely feels that the strength of his game is his, his, his arm, And I think all three of us here can completely understand that. Um, Cause he, he has an absolute cannon for an arm and can and actually has pretty good touch for on his deep throws too. Um, he, uh, he really likes the, the thought process that, um, Kevin Sumlin and company are going with, um, and how they're approaching the state of Arizona and recruiting. Uh, he really, really appreciates that that, um, Sumlin and, and Arizona are actually looking at keeping the really, uh, keeping the good players home. And he, he understands how important that is. Um, you know, and he's obviously took a different route than his brother who went on to play, uh, for Purdue. And I asked him about that a little bit. And he said that ASU didn't really recruit his brother. And even though Arizona did, um, he realized his brother realized that he didn't fit in with the, 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 offensive scheme at the time, which was the, um, zone read option that, uh, that was under rich rod, because I believe that was, a uh, 20, uh, 2017, I think, no, 2018, uh, class of 2018. So that was rich rods, uh, last year, um, in, in Tucson. So that's why he went out of state to Purdue. Um, he is looking at bringing in a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, talent to, uh, Tucson with him from within, within the state. Uh, one player that we discussed is he's really focusing in on, uh, Brendan rice, who's a four star wide receiver from, uh, Chandler Hamilton. Um, and a, uh, the son of uh, hall of fame receiver, Jerry rice as well. And, uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of a breakdown on his film later, but one thing I do want to point out is, uh Rice is sitting at like six three two hundred ten pounds, and according to Plummer, he runs about a four five five forty so that's definitely someone that um Arizona would really, really like to get on board um, yeah that's all that's pretty much the rundown
0: well, uh let's talk a little bit about plumber and then we can uh jump jump straight off to rice there um uh, 24-7 composite, he's an 83-66. Uh, Gabe, you want to talk about uh, his uh, ranking and the uh, impact from committing to the University of Arizona?
2: Yeah, so uh, I think prior to his commitment, he was a top 650 guy, and uh, two days later, some rankings get updated, and he dropped, I believe it was about 40 spots from 247. Uh, just their individual ranking. And then as a whole, I don't think ESPN has him ranked, so it must have been Rivals who dropped him as well. He's already dropped about 66 spots in composite ranking. So uh, just your classic commit to Arizona, and they kind of readjust the rankings from there, not going to a big-time school. And, yeah, you know, that's kind of recruiting rankings for you in a nutshell when it comes to a lot of these you know, mid power five programs here. So it's interesting, but he's got a sweet offer list. He's got uh, Oklahoma state and Duke. I think those are two really good offers. Colorado got in early North Texas, uh, at least under Graham Harrell at the time. Um, You know, that's a pretty good offer in Oregon state. Uh, So I think he's got a good offer list and that was his first year starting at Gilbert and, they weren't a very good team. I think they won three games last year. They did play some some pretty decent teams, but um, you know I think there's there's a lot to work with here. Uh, he doesn't work with a whole lot at Gilbert. I think his offensive line and receivers probably don't help him out a whole lot. You can see that on the film. Uh, at least the offensive line, he's kind of scrambling every every other play it seems. But I think it's a good piece overall. And you know for this class, I don't think you needed to hit a, a home run here. You have Grant Gannell coming in. You have Kevin Doyle, hopefully, for some time. And, you know, if you just get another elite quarterback, I mean, it's just asking for one of those guys to leave eventually. So I think Will is someone you get in for a couple years. He's a high-ceiling type of backup who can get through a stretch of games for you. Uh, you know, I, I think he's here to develop, and I think he'll be a, a pretty good player to have on the roster.
0: Yeah, I— um... I got him listed at six two two zero five. Did you get an update on that? Brandon?
3: Uh, I did not, but that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I agree with the offer list. I, I wrote, it's funny you mentioned that game. Cause I wrote after I watched the film improvisational because <laughs> he was definitely running around like a madman. I think he's yeah. going to, he's going to get the pro style slash Caucasian quarterback, uh, more athletic than you'd think a
3: label. Um, it's funny that you say that because that was exactly what I was going to say. He he very much he's kind of like Grant where he has a heck of an arm, but he can make plays with his feet if he needs to.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I was only throwing that out there to be uh, comical, and yeah. we all talked about his arm strength. There's that scene on his film where he's in the end zone, and he just whips his arm around uh, off his back foot, and the the receiver catches the ball at what the 50 yard line pass the 50 yard line. I mean, it flies in the air, 50 yards, no problem. And it's not like he took, you know, he stepped into it. Um, I will say, I thought his footwork improved a lot over the season. He was thrown off his back foot a lot, uh, early on, but he got a lot of that out of his, um, you know, out of it as the season progressed. So I thought he improved there. I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about his, his throwing motion, because I'm going to tell you guys. After you you say it because I don't want to sound too insane. Um, who it made me think of, but he has a very compact delivery for someone who really slings it.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. You don't see a delivery as much as you know he has. Like, yeah, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to explain. Really, it's just something I've never seen before. Um, I bet you I'll, I'll recognize as soon as you say whatever it is you're going to, Dax. But yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I personally, right now, just can't can't recognize it from anyone
0: it's really tight right i mean it's like
3: yeah it's like he just and the ball just explodes off his hand yeah
0: it's crazy what do you think gabe
2: yeah i think i mean it's interesting because like we said he's running and gunning and just all over the place on the field and he doesn't need to get his feet set you know perfectly just because he has such a great arm he's able to get it there and he just kind of whips it in the whatever spot he needs to it doesn't really matter you know if there's a defender coming up to him or if he's on the move he just kind of jumps into it and uh yeah i'm i'm blanking on a uh, on this delivery here but I, I know it's going to kill me as soon as I hear it.
0: No, I don't think you guys are going to agree. But uh, i uh, he reminded me of Dan Marino, the way he throws that ball. Like it, mm. It's the tightest, tiniest little motion, and the ball just launches off. Now, I'm not saying he's Dan Marino. I mean, let's not get insane. But I just I – and his build, too. Marino kind of had that hunt shoulder kind of – he didn't look like much of an athlete out there. Kind of a – I don't know. It's just what popped in my head when I saw him. What do you guys think? Am I on crack or what?
3: I wouldn't say you're on crack. Pretty close, but I wouldn't say you're crack.
0: You guys don't have any comp for him for his delivery? Because it's weird,
3: right? I, I don't. I've Yeah, it's it's so different that I don't even know if I can compare it to that, man.
0: All right. You, Gabe, you have any comp for him on his delivery?
2: No, I got nothing, but that's, but, what, I'll, uh, that's what I'll have to work on this weekend. But it's unique, right? And, uh, oh, yeah. And oh, his, yeah, for sure. his
0: arm strength, there's no doubt in it, right? Correct. All right. I, I saw, I, I, I'm pretty excited about this. I don't know. I mean, I think in a, in another, well, I mean, we, sh- we should probably wait until we rattle off all these kids that are, are, are visiting uh, but I mean look at what uh Manny Wilkins did when he went up to Arizona State he spent a lot of time and effort trying to help solidify that class one it's really nice to hear a quarterback that's going to try and lead that
3: charge even if he isn't the most lauded recruit uh two uh, he he is very popular amongst players in Arizona though like a lot of a lot of kids really like him so
0: yeah and number two exactly that like Arizona's got enough good recruits and someone's a good enough recruiter and he has enough history in Arizona. It's about time that we started keeping some of these kids home. And, and one of the, several of the, the Arizona ones, I think this year are uh, especially representative kids that we should be trying to keep in Arizona. So having said that, let's move on to Brendan Rice. Um, he's an 89 56 on 24 seven, uh, Hamilton, uh, six foot three, one ninety-five. Would you say he was
3: uh, Plummer stated he was about
0: 210 now. 210. Um, I, you know, what are you going to say about this kid? He, he's got hands. He's got speed. He'll he'll block. He's got ball skills. Uh, he's not afraid to catch the ball in traffic. Uh, he's got an offer list. He's got Oregon, Arizona State, Colorado, Iowa State, Louisville, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Purdue, San Diego State, Texas A&M, Utah, Washington State, USC, Washington. You know, you, you, this kid's the kind of kid that you're definitely going to want to get. And and we've seen with Gunnell how important a quarterback-wide receiver uh, relationship can be in solidifying that recruit for Arizona. Would you guys think about him? And how excited would you be to get him?
2: Yeah, I think I – so I was just thinking about when we were talking about Brendan Rice a little bit before we hopped on. But, I mean, he's he's probably the receiver that you would hope that Caleb Jones could have been um and if had he stayed healthy and i think jones was around the top 400 recruit at the time rice is a top 300 i think right now um i mean he's got a big body strong hands he'll go up and get it he's got great route running he's got some speed he'll get some separation a really well-rounded prospect there and not only is he just a, a great piece to in general but He's from Arizona, uh, from a power program in Hamilton. And I think that, you know, after this, uh, what was it, last weekend, did they have all the Arizona in-state kids? Um, yeah. When, yeah. Yeah, so last weekend they had a lot of guys on there. and I mean, even even like, let's say three weeks ago, I would have said Arizona, I don't really like their chance at landing a whole lot of in-state kids, but just seeing all the guys that they brought in and now getting Will Plummer in there. Now you're getting a bunch of guys talking about Arizona. I think that Arizona has a good shot at landing a couple of these high-tier Arizona kids. I'm going through the 2020 kids for Arizona. They have, it looks like, 25 kids in the top 1,000 right now, which, I mean, it'd be interesting to go back and see how, you know, when the last time that ever happened, if that was the case. They've got uh, 10 four-stars, and it looks like, Uh, you know, 13 guys in the top 500. So it's just an absolutely stacked class this year and any sort of momentum you can get. That's why I think that the Will Plummer is huge and uh, his relationship with Rice is definitely going to help. I'd be pumped for Rice to come to Arizona. He's got an offer list. He can pick his schools, but um, you know, now over the last week, I do feel a little bit, a lot better. I should say about Arizona and in-state recruiting Yeah. So for me, I, uh,
3: I, I mean, it's very, very obvious that um, Brendan Rice is one of Arizona's priorities for the class. Not just in state, but I think overall for the twenty twenty class. And Gabe kind of, Gabe kind of alluded to why. You know, he has hand speed, and actually, you did two decks. A hand speed size. his route running is actually pretty decent. Um, it could get a little bit crisper, but that's like that's really the only thing I have to negative to say about him. Uh, if I mean, I don't even think you can call it negative because he still runs really good routes. Um, but you can definitely see, uh, especially with uh, the size and speed, and even if you if you actually look at um, you know his Twitter account and everything like that, uh, you can tell that Arizona has definitely made an impression on him very recently. Um, he, uh, you know, you have, uh, who's that kid from ASU? That's uh, Chad Johnson jr. He's trying to recruit, uh, rice over to ASU. I don't think it's going to be as easy as everyone would think right now. I'd actually put Arizona above ASU. Um, and right now, just based on everything, my top, like in my opinion, his top two schools would be Oregon and Arizona. So we're just going to have to see how everything goes. But Arizona definitely made a very big impression on him. Um, he, you know, I would, I would not even be shocked if he committed to Arizona. As a matter of fact, um, I talked to, uh, Gabe beginning of this, this week and said, I got about, still about 65%, maybe 70% uh, chance that rice would actually, you know, is, is Tucson bound. So, uh, definitely a recruitment to keep an eye on until the end. Um, and, a, and it's going to be a very interesting one as well.
0: Yeah, I would say for both programs this year, Arizona is definitely a, a state that the typical results of recruiting with them, you know, the top 10 or 15 kids go out of state, um, you know, of late ASU might get. And, you know, with the exception of maybe the uh, uh, K- N- Keneal and uh, Kill Harry year, um, a kid who's in the you know, 5 to 12 range, and then a couple of 15 to 25 kids, and then you not even that much, um, I don't think those kinds of results this year is going to be reflective of either program making uh, the fence around the state argument and or just recognizing that they have to, um, you know, recruit a fertile uh, area. Uh, regardless of the proximity, which should be the biggest determinant, as you pointed out multiple times, Gabe, and your ability to land a recruit. Um, you know, I remember when uh, Saban showed up at Bama, and, um, and the first thing they talked about is how he, he made sure that uh, uh, that state's recruiting uh, was secured before he, he, you know, started to expand the empire. Um, having said that, and speaking of classic Arizona recruiting grounds, um, let's start with uh, Jacoby Covington, uh, a Scottsdale Swaro safety. Um, he's got, uh, he's got, uh, he lived in Tucson in the uh, past and still has some family here. Uh, so there is some, some chance there, but apparently he's uh, got quite the, uh, you know, he's hoping for the, the Bama offer. He has a pretty uh, big, uh, offer list including Arizona, Indiana, Michigan State, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oregon, Penn State, Purdue, Tennessee, SC, Washington State. Um, he's uh, coming from Sewall, like I mentioned, six to 180. Do you have any different uh, measurables on him, Brandon? Or
3: no, I don't. I need a, a. He's someone I want to talk to here shortly.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I thought that. He played a lot of um, safety. he did play some quarterback. I, I felt like for a big frame kid like that, he was pretty smooth. I don't know if he's gonna um, you know be in a big ball handling uh, position in the secondary. I didn't think his ball skills were that great. and I really wasn't impressed that impressed considering his uh, offerless uh, with his tackling and he comes in on twenty four seven composite at eighty nine point seven four um, so I don't know. I wasn't that blown away by his film. What'd you guys think?
3: You're crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looked just like Dan Marino.
3: Dude. <laughs> for me, Covington's actually one of the, I think needs to be one of the, is is a must get um, for Arizona. Not only because he has the ties to Tucson and he's, he's probably one of the best. Well, he's not probably, he is one of the best DBs in the state, but he can also, he's also, um, it'd be a good get from a school that has been historically difficult for Arizona to recruit. Um, and he has a very realistic option too um, to actually committing to Arizona. Um, and, you know, even with his, uh, even with uh, all the major offers and everything that he has, uh, Arizona should be in there right until the end. Uh, they've definitely prioritized him as well. Uh, he's been on campus multiple, multiple times. They've gotten him out to campus as, as often as they could. Um, now, as for his film, uh, I really like it. I think he's, he's, he's fast. He's aggressive. Um, sure. His ball handling skills could be a little bit better, but I overall he's, he's a really, really solid player. He has the versatility to play safety uh, or cornerback, um, which if you look at all the defensive back signees that Arizona pulled in for 2019 Wolf Roland Gaines, and um, uh, Turner they can all rotate positions too from safety to corner and they're athletic enough to play both Uh, Covington is really fast. He, his hips are actually really good. He can, he can swing him around, uh, you know, very easily and, and, and pursue the receiver. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to get, he doesn't get tangled up or anything like that. So yeah, I, I think Covington needs to be a priority. And I, I personally believe that Arizona has made him a priority for this class.
2: Yeah, what I like about him is that he's just versatile. Brandon said, you know, corner, safety. I even think if he – I mean, he's at 6'2", 185, I think, right now. If he get up to 215, I think he could play some weak side. I think he's a pretty versatile piece. And I I did not know that he was from Tucson or had lived in Tucson prior to um, last weekend. And I know that he was always a hot name, you know, as as like a 2020 kid, uh, but didn't really figure – they had much of a shot with his offer list, but the Tucson factor definitely helps a bit. Um, Another guy on Twitter who's a little uh, pro U of A uh, recently. So it's interesting to watch for me personally. I I kind of agree with Dax where I don't know if he's, you know, a top 300 guy uh, with all these offers. Although if I have to pick a safety, I think I'd take Lathan uh, ransom at a sell point point. Maybe we'll get to him next, and he is ranked about 100 spots higher than him, but uh, Covington's you know, a solid piece, and I think, like Brandon said, if you can get into Swaro, I'm not sure Arizona's landed any kid out of there over the last decade, um, and ASU's been able to pluck very few. A lot of those kids just go to the big power program, so uh, just getting any sort of headway in that school would help, but I think my pick at safety is definitely Lathan.
0: Do we have strong feelings why Samaro, uh never sends kids to Arizona?
3: I mean, uh, I know I know Jason Mons is a ASU al- an ASU alum, so I mean that's it's possible why, or possibly why.
0: Is that a sustainable position from a high level high school coach? I mean, are those is that is that kind of animosity? You would think if you weren't representing the best interest of each individual kid as a head coach, that would. That wouldn't, that wouldn't last for long. Or or is, are these guys little tiny dictators and they can just tell the kids this is the way it's going to be?
3: Well, I mean, it, it's so I think that a high school coach can have um, not I don't want to say a say, but maybe influence on, on where someone goes. But I'm not so sure that Mons is actually doing that. With with someone as the head coach of Arizona, Uh, obviously uh, recruiting in 2019 class for for, you know within state wasn't that great, but I mean, someone and company actually got a really late start onto the uh, onto the class, and I think that they did a good job with what they what they you know what they were able to do, Uh, but you could tell as soon as they got the got the staff together he was really focusing on in-state recruiting for the 2020 class and you're starting to see that type of work starting to come to fruition for example all like these Saguaro kids like Covington uh Keely Ringo excuse me Matt Polk um
0: yeah it's like I the think, whole visitor weekend was Saguaro it was crazy y- y-
3: yeah. yeah but they they've been on campus multiple times
0: right yeah no this isn't their first trip
3: yeah so it's it's that's something that I don't ever remember seeing from when Never. Rich Rod was was Never. coach. So yeah,
0: or anybody, right? Yeah. I mean even yeah. Even Stoops had trouble going that far back, right? Yeah. I don't know, I just think it's interesting and, and I don't know that we know the answer. And I mean the guy yeah, him being an ASU alum, of course that's gonna have some influence, but you'd think it I mean, for Criminity's sake, um what's his name's up there coaching linebackers and the asu guys love him uh antonio pierce right Antonio I mean, Pierce, yep. yeah yeah. I, I mean i i want antonio pierce to have a successful career it, it breaks my heart he's bringing elite uh recruits to asu but you know that's who offered him a job you know we want him to be successful and the sooner he gets a better offer and gets out of there the better but that doesn't mean <laughs> i dislike antonio pierce right i mean yeah big facts yeah i mean so uh, I, I, I just can't imagine that a Coach could sustain any credibility by saying, well, I went to ASU. You shouldn't go to the U of A, even though it's the best opportunity for you. Um, I, I think that would be more a reflection of the time and effort the coach is committed to the programs. And there's a lot of noise coming out of ASU that maybe Todd Graham wasn't as committed. And then there's conversely other noise saying maybe Herm Edwards wasn't as committed as Todd Graham was to Arizona. So it's a little bit up in the air, but I, I don't think there's any doubt. Kevin Sublin's committed and I, I think it's really smart. I mean uh, I, what if you could take the top 10 kids in the state of Arizona every single year into the U of A, uh, good years, bad years, would you guys take that?
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's not just a Homer response. Like that would be a legitimate building block, right?
3: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because everything starts within state. I agree. I totally. If you look at Washington, I mean look at Washington, right? They had... um uh, just a prime example, someone I could think off the top of my head. Um, or, no, two guys I could think of off the top of my head. Miles Gaskin was from Washington, right? And um, uh, Salvin Offman is from Washington. And you see all the, like, talent that they're pulling from within the state. And look out. I mean, it, it's paying off for them. Yeah,
0: no, I know. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, if this guy starts at power five at quarterback, I'll buy you guys both a drink. That's not <laughs> sound.
3: Corner or safety?
0: Corner. I could see him say that. But, I mean, even Gabe said he could beef up and, and be a well, and I like him a lot better at that. I thought he was thick and smooth. and I could see him at, a at like, a spur. I, yeah. I don't see him at any ball position, and I certainly don't see him a cornerback. But I also, like I said, I, I took the hit on my Marino thing earlier. But <laughs> Power 5 cornerback, starting. I'll buy you guys a drink.
3: All right.
0: Fair enough. Uh, you got nothing to lose. I can, I can only lose that bet. You guys can't lose it. So, um, let's move on to, um, uh, Cameron Nash. Uh, here's another kid, uh, that had some time in Tucson, grew up there. Um, his mother's a big wildcat fan. Um, he has friends in Tucson and a, a lot of that local history. Um, let's see here. Did Did I close this stupid thing? I I knew this was going to be a mess when I started pulling up 400 freaking, uh, uh, things. No. Does he not have
3: a profile
0: on 24 seven?
2: I don't think so. Yeah, that must be Uh, it. let
3: Let me check real quick.
0: So, um... Yeah no, so I got no size measurements. Um, yeah, I don't. Let uh, me check. I, I did pull his huddle video, and yeah. I thought he had really good uh, ball skills, uh, but no ranking, and I don't have an offer list. You guys have an offer list?
2: I don't. No, I've got nothing on this guy. So
0: what? So what uh, but you did pull his huddle film though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: what'd you think? yeah i like it i think he i mean for a little guy i think that he's definitely got the skills reminds me a lot of um gosh now i'm blanking on him and i hate myself oh logan wilson who uh, had committed uh to arizona then the staff kind of parted ways now he's at kansas state uh, out of this 2019 class Uh, but i really like him i think he's a nice piece and i think arizona has to go after some corners um maybe they're on a wait and see with this guy um to offer him uh because I don't think he has any offers like uh we've said I don't think he has any profiles just his huddle. I found him I on Rivals.
3: Think...
2: Oh, on rivals. Okay. okay. Does he have anything there? You want to rattle uh, off any got, offers or size?
3: He has uh no offers, but they list him at five ten, one sixty. I think that's a little uh little low. Yeah I think minus, he's probably
2: about one seventy honestly probably five eleven yeah. one seventy. Yeah, Max Preps has him five ten one seventy, and I think you know he's I he's at Suárez now, correct? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he, yeah. yeah.
3: So he played he played in Chandler his sophomore oh, that's year. that's right. And I think yeah.
2: he just transferred to Saguaro in his junior year. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So I, I mean, talking about that, play, playing at two two of the biggest, probably if not the biggest programs in Arizona, um, and I think I mean maybe even now, just I don't know if they're in a wait and see or you know how serious they are about him, but I do think you know, being that first offer for him would probably, you know, go a long way in his recruitment. Um and then you're making ends with Suaro as we've talked about, which isn't a bad thing. So I you know, he's a guy that I would definitely take a chance on. I like him better than um that South Oak Cliff uh corner that they offered a few weeks ago. I'm blanking on his name. Uh Courtline Flowers. Yeah, Courtline. Yeah. He's he's another little guy, but they need a corner, I think, in this class, and I like Nash. He's a little kind of pesky guy and, you know, just uh, has a lot of good skills. Yeah,
3: sorry. I'm kind of chuckling because I'm, I'm just he's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Gabe. Yeah, he's a he's small, scrappy dude, um, really, really fast, and has really good vision, um, and, and knows how to make a play on the ball. Uh, he's definitely someone I can see. Uh, getting an offer, but I can also see him at least getting like at the very least getting a PWO. Um, I'd be shocked, actually. I, I'm pretty sure there's legit interest there. It's just gonna see, you know, we just gotta wait and see how it's gonna come to fruition. But uh, yeah, he's someone I would not be upset about Arizona offering and actually eventually landing. He's 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 pretty scrappy little dude. I'm assuming that his size and lack of offers is really the only reason he's not. Uh, not ranked, but other than that, like he's got all the skills you'd want in a corner.
0: So uh, let's move on to Jason Harris. Um, he's at, he is at uh, Higley 24, uh, seven uh, composite at ninety 14. Um, he's got an offer list, uh, you know, that's, unbelievable. Uh, Bama, ASU, Auburn, Cal, Illinois, Kentucky, Memphis, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Oregon, Oregon State, Purdue, Syracuse, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, UCLA, USC, and Utah. Uh, He's got, you know, strong Arizona ties. Um, Listing him at 6'7", He's definitely a five technique, likes to stay outside with all that size. Um, he's got a couple crystal balls, uh, both going to Arizona. Um, he's got just a, a beautiful frame uh, for a defensive end. Uh, you know, his film really is like a man amongst boys. And I think the biggest concern with him is, is this kid going to get good enough at basketball that that's a more – uh, you know, substantial career path for him. What'd you guys think about his film? I, I personally love the scene or the uh, play where uh, he comes in and, and catches the, the ball that's meant for the uh, bubble screen and just runs into the end zone. I thought that was a great one.
3: Yeah. I mean, his very first play of the game was a pick six from, you know, you know, Higley was backed up to their end zone. He snagged ball in the end zone and ran it back like hundred plus yards. So, um, yeah i mean you pretty much said it all dax i mean there's really not much to add to him he's just an absolute monster um and the fact that like one thing i will say is kind of funny if you you know watching his film it looks like he's not moving that fast but i think it's because he's that tall Yeah, exactly he takes two steps and he's covered like (laughs) nine yards yeah exactly so it looks like he's not moving fast but that, that kid's really really quick um offensive tackles just have a really hard hard time with his long long arms and he just like slaps their hands away and he's he's around him um this is another one that i would keep a very close eye on uh there's no kidding legit interest between him and and obviously arizona um and and not just because of the you know he's you know his dad is sean harris and uh his brothers Jalen and everything but because Arizona's done a really, really good job of recruiting him and making him another priority. Uh, he, uh, um, as a matter of fact, Jalen, uh, earlier tonight, I think you guys might have saw it, actually tweeted out something like, uh, was he better hope that better hope that we don't play on the same team again or something like that? And I think that if the Harris brothers played on the same team, it would be just a, a thing of beauty for Arizona fans and devastating to everyone else. But, yeah, I mean, I got really nothing else to say. Like, this dude's a must-get.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I really like him. I'm surprised that he's still in the top 50. Um, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, compared to a lot of the other defensive ends. I, I still think he's a top 150 guy, but I do think I, I, he might be in the top 40s, actually. But, um, you know, he's just a really interesting prospect with that frame. Uh, obviously, going to put on some more weight, and he's already at 220. And I. Think, was i tweeting last? i was tweeting a bunch of people last night but um not only is it the ties and and just you know the family connection there but i also think just the amount of success that jalen is having right now at arizona pretty much starting at stud he took over for kylan wilborn what a couple of games into the season maybe two games and so i think having that success especially with a new coaching staff has you know, it, it's definitely going to help with the recruitment, just showing that, you know, hey, your uh, style of play is going to work out just what, you know, it's, it's going to work out here. And, you know, he's someone that I think you have to land and, you know, it'd be a darn shame if he doesn't. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I do think that he is a guy that he would probably just end his commitment or end his recruitment early um, and just commit to Arizona um, I yeah, I think the longer he would draw it out, I think you know maybe not so great although I don't know uh, Jalen was maybe the day of was it national signing day when he officially announced or I no mean, I don't know Notre Dame was in there super No league.
3: he um, Jalen had Jalen uh, shoot I think it he so he took his visit to Notre Dame. And took his visit to Colorado. He pretty much, he knew where it was a week before. Like he, I think he let the staff know a week before signing day. He just let, he just let
2: everybody, you know, publicly know. um, Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. It was the day before. And yeah. Um, Yeah. I do think that, you know, he is a guy who'd probably commit earlier if it's Arizona. Um, But I mean, we'll see. I mean, and like Dak said, I mean, he's a high, high four star borderline five star for basketball. Um, I don't think I'm able to easily flip over to his basketball profile, but, uh, oh, yes, I am. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Uh, so, yeah, he's top 100, four-star. He's got uh, ASU, DePaul, Florida State, Nevada, San Diego State. So, um, you know, an uh, okay offer list there. But, yeah, I mean, if he's uh, – if he's committed to uh, basketball and, you know, maybe wants to go two for one at whatever school, which I guess with his offer list in basketball, if there's potential, um, but it's Those but, never work out. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And that's uh, who's the safety we got this year. Um, Jackson, Jackson Turner. Turner yeah. Um, him. And I feel like there was a kid at USC who wanted to do that as well. Oh
3: um, yeah. Uh, Drake London. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just an interesting prospect for sure. Just with that basketball, um, and football high ranking there.
0: Yeah. I think if you have a legitimate NBA future, I mean, you don't even think about it because the money is so much better, uh, baseball, I think you take your chances cause you're going to be able to walk. But I mean, if you have. NFL potential and then fringe basketball potential. There's no reason to screw that up. He was uh, 37 on the composite uh, rankings nationally. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, would he be the best? I'd have to go back and pull the list. I know we've done it with Gronk and and uh, you know Trung and all those guys. I mean, he'd, he'd be up in the top 10 all-time Arizona commits. You know, no problem. Pretty yeah, quickly, that,
3: like very easily.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. have to go pull the numbers, but the point is. You know, we're kind of talking about at laissez faire, like, oh yeah, he's got family and 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, he he would immediately be one of the best recruits to ever come to the program. Um, yeah. uh, all right, Lathan Ransom. Um, this is the safety I want to get. Um, you know, his his offer list is uh, real solid. Uh, he's got. Notre Dame, Stanford, SC, ASU, Cal, Florida, uh, Georgia, Indiana, LSU, Michigan, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas AM, Utah, and Washington. Um, coming in at 6'2, uh, 183, he's also at Sal Point. Um, I just thought, you know, I, I wrote down on his highlights that he's the whole package. I thought he had elite ball skills, um, he hits, um, he's got speed. Uh, he's got vision when he when he's playing on offense. He's a willing blocker, uh, and you know he, and he, and he returns the ball on punts. So um, com, you know 24-7 composite 91-85, uh, which is 217 nationally. I was super impressed with this kid's film.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think, and I mentioned it earlier, I think he's my top safety off the board that I would prefer, Um, especially coming from South Point as well. You know, South Point, Saguaro, you can't go wrong picking out of either school, but I think just the Tucson factor as well just makes it a little bit more meaningful to land him. Uh, But yeah, I think he's the complete package for sure. Uh, Just physical... Fast, uh, he's just really got it all. I see a lot of uh, Dane Krukshank in him. Um, he yes. just kind of just flies all over the field, and uh, just a super interesting prospect. I think the ranking service got it right for sure, ranking him ahead of uh, Covington, uh, and especially coming out of South Point. I think that is um, a little. I, I, I give them credit for for putting a Tucson safety above a Phoenix safety, uh, especially from Suárez, but um yeah i mean he's he's an absolute baller i don't know where he, exactly he stands with arizona however like i said earlier uh i think arizona is doing a lot better with these in-state guys than i originally gave them credit for so it's worth noting and obviously you want both lathan and Bijan. and we don't know where Bijan robinson's really uh in his recruitment either so something to watch out for but yeah, i think lathan is a probably my top three must lands for this class for sure
3: yeah i'm with gabe this guy is definitely must land um uh, unlike gabe though i i can also see (laughs) i can see him as a corner actually because (laughs) he is athletic enough to play corner um kind of like covington he's very he's actually he might be better than covington in my opinion when it comes to this but he he's, he's athletic enough to play corner. And, and that's actually difficult to do for safety. Cause usually if someone plays safety, it's because uh, they have a little bit more difficult time playing man to man, can't get their hips around things like that. Uh, that's not a problem for ransom in any way, shape or form. Uh, he can, and like you said, Dex, he can pretty much do it all. He's, just a savage really. I mean, there's no really other word for him. Um, he, he hits hard. He has really good vision. He can read plays, dissect plays really fast, uh, very physical uh, play. So he's like a um, kind of like what Gabe was saying, you know, with crew was a very physical corner slash safety. Uh, Ransom is very much the same. He loves to hit people. He, um, you could see him multiple, multiple times coming up to play the run and, and playing the run really, really well. Um, and yeah, you get, you know a tucson kid like this you know you you do everything you can to keep him home and i think uh you know obviously arizona has definitely zeroed in on him and bijon uh, since they're right in their own backyard and you know he he really enjoyed his visit to to uh, to arizona a couple of weekend, or no sorry last weekend when you know when they came down so or came across rather just a couple of miles down the road um, so this is going to, it's, it's tough to get a real read on where he's going. I literally would throw a question mark as to where he would commit if I were to predict right now. Um, I think Arizona will be in it until the end. Um, if I, but I'm not comfortable saying that that's where he'll end up. So, um, obviously there's still more work to do for Kevin Sumlin and company, but, uh, I think they're definitely on the right track with him
0: yeah he has two crystal balls in Stanford. I totally agree with you that uh that he could uh, much 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 more so um than uh than Covington. I think he could easily just start a corner um in my opinion um yeah I mean the the South point Catholic thing I mean you know Martinez goes to Stanford and listen, I think. Your kid gets an offer to Stanford, it's hard to turn down an opportunity like that from an educational standpoint. Uh, but it sure would be nice to, to keep uh, some of these uh, Tucson kids at home. I mean, I know we got um, Cam Denson, and, and he was really highly rated. And obviously, Kadeem Carey was a big one to keep at home, too. So it's not like we're constantly missing out. Um, but you know, it hurts when these guys leave Tucson cause they just don't come along every single year. Although I think it's becoming more common uh, place for us. Um, let's move on to, um, uh, Noah Nelson. Uh, he's at Gilbert Williams uh, field. He's an offensive lineman. Um, UCLA the front runner. Um, both Arizona and Arizona state are going after him. Um, he's coming in at six seven two ninety five. Uh, like I mentioned, UCLA, US, uh, ASU, Auburn, Indiana, Memphis, Michigan, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Purdue, USC, Washington, Washington State. Um, I, I really, really, twenty four seven composite, eighty six eighty nine, um, f- uh, five hundred and four kid. Fifty-fourth um, offensive tackle, thirteenth in Arizona. I really like this kid's film. I I, I wrote down Velcro. Uh, I felt like once uh, once he got his hands on another kid. Um they weren't getting away. Uh, you know, Almost all his film was at left tackle. Uh, a lot of run blocking, but some pass blocking. I think he has the feet to stay at left tackle personally, uh, but like I said, his hands were his real asset. There's one piece of film where they, they have him do a reach block on a five-technique defensive end, and he gets outside that kid, gets his hands on him, and just clamps him down so the, the running back can get outside. And I, I was really impressed by that particular piece of film. Uh, and, and He's a nice finisher, too. Uh, once he gets his hands on someone, he he puts him on the ground and then lays on top of him. So I was real impressed uh, with this kid's film. What would you guys think?
3: Yeah, I think Velcro is a great way to describe him. He's just a heck of a heck of an offensive lineman. And uh, I'm kind of I'm gonna throw this out there, kind of like in this kind this is kind of kind of go back to like what you're saying about Lathan. Um, I don't want this kid to go to Washington because I'm still bitter about Mateo Melee from South Point going to Washington um, and how. Um, Arizona let him slip out and I, or slip away, and I don't, I don't want that to happen with Noah. Uh, especially since, if I'm not mistaken, was it I, th- I think his dad played at Arizona as well. If I'm not mistaken, or his grandfather, one of the two. Um, so he's got that connection to U of A. Uh, so um, you know, and obviously there's interest there um, because you know he made it down to the to the A Day. But this is this is another one that I can't pinpoint which way it's going to go just because so many schools are involved um until he starts trimming down his list you'll never know but um yeah when it comes to this guy's film uh he's six seven pushing around 300 pounds and that kid can move for someone that size he is really really fast um And like you're saying, Gabe, he can get around the guy real quick and just engage him, And that that's it. The guy can't get, can't break loose or uh, can't shed the block or anything like that. he's really strong hands, really strong arms and really powerful human being. Um, and he has a very nasty streak on the field and that's kind of what you want from your offensive lineman. Um, you just kind of hope that, uh, and I'm pretty sure it will happen, but, uh, Kyle Devan, the new Arizona offensive line coach can, uh, make a lot of headway with him especially being you know uh younger and having that nfl experience like joe gilbert and um you know yeah this is just another uh, in my opinion must get for the cats especially with the the offensive line uh depth taking some hits
2: yeah i really like him uh that's six seven close to three hundred uh, super lean too. It's not a bad 300 pounds, really kind of like a Jordan Morgan type, but a little heavier. And I noticed, yeah, he does have a lot of, uh, run blocking, not so much pass blocking, but he is very quick. He gets to the next level, um, when he's finishes a block and it is interesting. I, I think his feet will work out for a tackle. And I think just with his athleticism, it'll work out. Um, i think he's a really nice piece and uh, yeah this isn't really one that i was tracking a whole lot prior to uh this past weekend didn't really know well he did he just recently get his offer no he had his offers like um hmm. for a while (laughs) there was another offensive tackle that they just offered though from sal point maybe yeah you're thinking uh, about jonah miller Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um so yeah, hadn't really been tracking no one else about a Williamsfield. That's a pretty strong program in the Phoenix area and uh just hopeful that uh yeah, this new offensive line coach Devan can get in there and try to make some headway.
3: Interesting enough, in- sorry, interestingly enough, I uh film uh former arizona wildcat uh, kelvin hunter is a coach out at uh i believe he's the head coach out at williams field uh, let me see oh yeah. uh, no he's the dc sorry he's the yeah.
2: uh, defensive coordinator on twitter every now and then
3: yep so that's that's something too
2: gotta love those
0: networks who who did we get last year that the uh offensive line coach was um was a U of a alum. And who was that? Cause I remember oh. we made a big point of one of our commits. Uh, that was a that's Jordan.
2: What? Yeah. Jordan Morgan has Kyle O'Quinn, I think. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Quinn. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those, those
0: connections obviously help after we were knocking ASU coach for not sending kids our way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I liked how he kept his arms in and his hands in, you didn't see him get real grabby. You didn't see him bending a lot and grabbing at guys like I, you know, he, he, for someone that young to have that skill set where he keeps his hands inside the frame of the defender and then gets his hand on, because he's holding, because holding happens on every single play. But the way he does it is almost imperceptible for holding it's so technically refined for such a young player. I was super impressed with this film. Um, I, I just, I would absolutely love to score him. Um, Cause I, I think you, you could plug it, you know, he'd be Donovan lay You could plug him in, except you can leave him at left tackle and, and, and forget him for four years. And that'd be a, a super luxury for Arizona's offensive line. I think um, let's move on to Will Schaefer. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very interesting player. Um, also at Scottsdale Um you know he was kind of all over the the place. You know I think the athlete uh, listing uh, fits him. Uh, you know I saw f- saw him take snaps at uh, wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, defensive end. Um, he uh, comes in at six one two ten. Any thoughts on that, guys?
2: Yeah, I really like Will Schaefer. He's one of the guys that I had first watched um when I was kind of trying to recap last week. Really interesting prospect. He's this hybrid tight end wide receiver type, kinda like Zach Williams from the what is this, 2018 class? Uh, uh, a few years ago. Uh yes, sorry. Yeah, yep. yeah. Out of Georgia, just this uh Rare combination of speed and size, and kind of the direction that you know, just college and NFL are going with the tight end, where they just want this, you know, fast kind of hybrid kid who can get past the linebacker, or get this mismatch, and uh, out of Saguaro. So, powerhouse program, of course, but really interesting. Only an offer to Memphis and has some interest, uh, from another from a couple other schools, but not a whole lot of action in his recruitment Uh, Arizona's offered a couple of tight ends. I feel like in the past month. So it is something that they're definitely looking at for the 2020 cycle. Uh, they are getting a little thin at that position. Although they didn't use that position a whole lot. So, uh, you know, kind of a mixed bag there, but I think you'd have to use them for them to be really nice because I would not be upset. Yeah. Um, and I would not be upset if he were to commit to Arizona. Um, but just it must be another wait and see for the staff. But it does seem like tight end is a, a higher priority for the the staff. So we'll see how that plays out.
3: I'm about to word vomit. Um, I told Gabe since last last week that this is someone I, I would love to see uh, in, in – Arizona, uh, Arizona uniform. He and he's so smooth. His and like and Gabe and I were kind of talking about it again before uh, we, we started recording. That guy is so smooth. He may be a tight end, uh, but you you can split him out wide, and he can be a, just a, a heck of a receiver. He is uh, a you know great, uh, really smart. Uh, sorry, smart uh, route runner. Uh, you can see him like there's there was one instance where he had um, an option route uh and he was the um inside receiver like the furthest inside uh with two other receivers he had uh there were three uh obviously DBs over there and he basically split everyone caught the ball and just uh outrun everyone for a touchdown uh really so really smart route running it looked like a very uh looked like an option route honestly um and uh for someone his size sitting around like six, one, six, two, about what 215
0: um, six, one, two, tens, is what I got
3: on the website. Yeah. He's, he's quick. Um, he's, he's quick. He can pull away from cornerbacks, safeties, pretty much anyone on the field he can pull away from. And then you flip him over to, um, uh, to the middle linebackers, uh, slot, um, on defense. And he's just as effective because, uh, because of that skills he brings, you know, um, on the offensive side, he can drop back in coverage. Uh, and is actually really really good in coverage um he loves to hit uh there was one instance um i can't remember let me see if i can find it in his highlights he just he just laid this kid out pretty much um just absolutely knocked him knocked his lights on see if i can find it here so i think that was not it yeah okay so at the yeah. one minute 40 40 second mark in his highlights. So it's near the beginning. He comes flying in and just absolutely demolishes this kid as he, as he gets the ball. So that's another uh, really thing, you know, I like to see from a defender. Um, and then um, he's really good in, in uh, pass rushing. He's patient enough uh, to let the, you know, wait for the hole to open up. And then he's fast enough to explode through and gets the, the ball carriers or the quarterback. And, um, He's also fast enough to blow right by offensive linemen or shed the block and, and get in the backfield. So I can see him on offense or defense. Uh, I, I really don't care. It is, I would love to see this guy in Arizona, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, offers to Memphis, Arizona State, Hawaii, Iowa State, and UNLV. I, I think you guys hit it on the head. It's, you know, versatility. Uh, he's got a nice, thick build. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely not afraid of contact and, uh, you know, just a lot of things to like about him. And, and you could see him playing a, a multitude of positions. Um, let's move on to, um, uh, Saguaro, uh, Scottsdale Saguaro, uh, wide receiver, Matt Polk. Um, uh, we'll go over his, uh, offer list. It's pretty extensive, uh, but he's got nice size coming in at six, four, uh, 198 pounds uh offers to Florida, Oklahoma State, Purdue, and Arizona State. Um seven composite 8617, which is uh, five forty eight nationally, hundred and seventh at the wide receiver, uh fourteenth in the state of Arizona. Um you know Polk and uh and several of the other wide receivers that we're going to get into, uh, I, I liked them all. I didn't, uh, I didn't see anything I, I didn't like on any of these guys. They've all got nice size. Um, th- they all run nice routes. Um, they've all, you know, got good speed. Uh, what do you guys think about Polk specifically?
3: Yeah, Polk is a uh, Polk's someone I've been tracking for a while, and. and- um, you know, when he got his offer um, back in 2018, uh, I know his, his brother was recruited by Arizona for a little bit. His brother, Nate Polk, uh, I think he went to air force and ended up committing to air force. But um, yeah, Matt Matt's a good one. I know he's been on campus a few times. So Arizona's uh, definitely pushing um, for him at least right now. But yeah, as you were mentioned, like really good route runner, uh, really strong hands um, can just, you know, throw his arms up and catch the ball, snatch it out of the air uh makes some really good contested catches too. And it's not just because of his size, but like I said, his, his hands are so strong that he can just snatch the ball and hold on to it and, and keep it away from the defender. I mean, there's not much else to say about this kid. You know, six four around two hundred, just a an absolute absolute beast. He could be like a next Sean Poindexter. Uh he's actually he's rather fast like Sean is. So um yeah, this is another one that I think, you know, I, I would be 100% okay with him tuning to Arizona in, um, in like you were mentioning, and we'll get into a couple of the others. I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of these wide receivers that we're going to be talking about tonight. So yeah, I mean, I, I like Polk for sure.
2: Yeah. I think just to piggyback, I think this wide receiver class in Arizona is phenomenal. And uh, Polk's another good one, not quite my favorite between uh, him and Brandon Rice, but Uh, Just a big body receiver. Uh, Like Brandon mentioned, strong hands. And I think uh, even going back to Will Schaefer, he's a guy with soft hands who can carry the ball in. But um, here uh, with Polk, he's got some nice strong hands, catches with his hands. He's not a body catcher. Um, That's one thing that I really, really despise when uh, guys are just catching within their body. But uses his hands well uh, when he's getting off the line of scrimmage as well. I think he's a good piece and yeah, I wouldn't be upset if he were to commit to Arizona. Uh, He's got quite the offer list and uh, again, I mean, these Saguaro guys are all pretty hard to tell where they are. You know, they're getting, you know, dozens of colleges visiting their campus, you know, every week it seems. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one to watch, but uh, yeah, just a a nice big body receiver, kind of your catch and traffic guy. He can go up and get it. So, uh, really a nice piece that I'm interested in tracking.
0: Let's move on to uh, Damian Sellers. He's also at uh, Saguaro. Um, six foot four, 205 pounds, 24-7 composite, 95-25, which puts him 106 uh, nationally. Number four, outside linebacker, number five in the state. He has offers to... Arizona State, uh, Oregon, SC, Bama, Auburn, Florida, LSU, Memphis, Michigan, Oklahoma, Penn State, Purdue, Tennessee, Utah, Washington, Wisconsin. So not a too shabby of a list. Um, uh, you know, I found his, you know, he, he played a lot of five technique. Um, you know, I thought he'd be a good uh, stud candidate. Um, he was very disruptive and had an exceptional motor. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. He's He is that nice little hybrid D-end, outside linebacker guy. Um, you know, I'm trying to, when I was watching this film, I was trying to think of, you know, someone to compare him to. But he's not quite a Quabena, uh, and he's not quite a Kylan Wilborn, but kind of in between right there. Um, I think he's a nice piece. He's got great size at 6'4", I've seen I've seen a couple of different things His huddle saying 225 247 four seven's got 205 um, but I think he's a, a really smart player I think he knows exactly where the ball is going um, he's physical and uh, I always love a uh, a highlight film where they point out like additional information so he, he has um, film of him going up against a four-star tackle from South point and I believe that is matteo Mele, if my uh, years kind of track correctly in my head but um, before a bunch of his plays he's got little notes just to make sure that you know he's going up against some big guys so uh, i really like him he's a really nice piece um i don't know where arizona it, like the stud is a pretty crowded position um with a lot of guys on this d end uh kind of outside linebacker kick but And I don't think he's quite got the size to fill into a defensive tackle. Uh, So interesting. I mean, obviously you'll take a guy of that caliber, but um, you know, not the primary need for Arizona.
3: Yeah. Kind of go on what Gabe saying he's, I mean, he's definitely something I can see him just at at linebacker. Honestly, Um, I think he's smart enough to just move to either uh, probably uh, Will, uh, just because of his size, Um, and and honestly, I I uh, I I personally like his explosiveness, explosiveness rather, that he has coming off the line because as soon as that ball snap. Ah, uh, sometimes you'll see him go instantly. Um, you know, start rushing the passer. Sometimes you'll see like there's a split second where he waits, just as wait for the play to play out, and then he explodes. Um, but another really thing is he knows how to use his hands in order to shed blocks, uh, get around a, an offensive tackle. And like Gabe was saying, um, we're, we're we're only able to see his sophomore highlights. So uh, back when Mateo Melee was at Sal Point, and um, yeah, he, I mean he it's quite honestly just destroyed melee and got around him and, and got to the quarterback. Um, he, it seems to me that uh, he he's actually so quick. There are times that um, he's at the quarterback's blind side and they just kind of feel him coming around the edge. So they start panic, uh, start panicking. And then that allows either him to make the play or uh, one of his other teammates to make the play. But it seems that Saguaro does the smart thing and they line him up around the, uh, the blind side of, of every quarterback that they play, which, uh, someone with his speed and explosiveness, I would do the same. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how this recruitment plays out. Uh, I can see Arizona pushing because of, um, uh, you know, he can even play, I think a normal defensive end position, Uh yeah, he may not have he may not put on the weight of someone like, you know, uh, or have the weight of like some like JB Brown or any any of them, but I think he could um he could step right in and, and still be able to play uh, normal defensive end uh were he to commit to Arizona.
0: Let's move on to Phoenix Pinnacle wide receiver Marcus Libman. Um this is a guy that uh, Taylor Mazzoni's been on uh for quite a while now. Um listed at 6'1, 175. Uh, he's got offers from Arizona and Arizona State. Uh, again like I said I I thought that a lot of the wide receivers in this class uh, you know, I even though this kid doesn't have a a um, impressive offer list or a high ranking, I really thought his film looked great. I think he you know, he ran Chris routes. I think he had good uh, ball skills and he, and he had nice speed. I I, I would not uh, be opposed to him showing up at Arizona. What do you guys think?
3: Yeah, I tend to agree. I know Gabe and I have gone uh, back and forth on who our favorite wide receivers are for uh, at least within in-state for this class. Um, and I mean, Lib- obviously, Libman's going to be up there. He uh, he kind of reminds me just like as a comparison, he's kind of like a taller uh, Shun Brown or even Tony Ellison. Um, he definitely has the speed of of Shun. Um, and shiftiness of shun, but he has like the, the consistent hands and strong hands. I think of Tony and, and like that grittiness that, that Tony has. So, I mean, he, he would come in and just be a a devastating slot receiver. He'd be so hard to cover uh, for a safety or even a nickel uh, just because, I mean, like like you said, Dax, he's he's quick. I think like the very first highlight shows him, uh, you know, coming off the line, and then um, it's you know it's kind of focusing on the quarterback. The ball throws, and then it goes downfield, and Libman's got like ten yards of separation, and you have no idea how it happened, other than him just outrunning the dude. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of shocking that he doesn't have uh, more offers, and like you're saying, Taylor Mazzoni has definitely been on him for. Uh, coming up to probably about a year now, if not a little under, so, uh, uh, this is definitely a player I would keep an eye on to get an offer. I would not be even remotely shocked that once the staff gets a little bit more evaluation in, uh, he gets an offer and, um, they'd probably recruit him pretty aggressively. Uh, because as I was saying, like he would be one heck of a, uh, one heck of a, a slot receiver.
2: It's a damn shame that this guy doesn't have any offers, and I think that he's up there as one of the best receivers in the state and not even ranked by any services. Uh, I think he was, uh, maybe it was just for 6A or 5A or whatever division, or maybe it was for the whole state, but he was newcomer of the year, Um, so just kind of evolved into this role here. Uh, Also not bad to have... Spencer Rattler, who's heading to Oklahoma, five-star guy throwing the ball to you. And when Spencer was out, they had J.D. Johnson, who, or Drew Johnson? J, I think it's J.D. It's J.D. Johnson, yeah. J.D., yeah. Uh, J.D. Johnson, who Arizona had offered, but he's now headed to Michigan. So he's had two great quarterbacks throwing to him. But, I mean, this guy, so uh, Brandon goes with a taller Sean Brown. I go with a smaller Thomas Marcus. Mm, okay. uh, just a freak of an athlete just great explosiveness gets off the line blows by guys has the elusiveness after the catch um you know i, I think he's an awesome receiver and i'm uh i'm hopeful that arizona can uh, get an offer out to him just uh this is a guy i for me he's a he's a must-land guy i think he's going to be one of the most under-recruited guys um just in all of college football in my opinion i mean this guy i think he could really blow up after a uh, senior season uh, that he could be in line for especially coming off of a a breakout junior year
0: uh let's uh, move on to um uh, chandler uh prospect uh, Brandon Buckner um he's got offers from Arizona State and Oregon uh 61 240 i really liked his motor on film he is a 2021 uh, uh prospect though so a little way to go a little ways to go but uh he's got a lot of weight um but at that height uh he may have to uh move uh, more interior um on the defensive line what do you guys think about his film
2: yeah, so I've got a uh, comparison here, and I know that uh, Brandon's really gonna like this one. For me, he is an exact clone of JB Brown, uh, yep. just with just with his size and the way he plays, uh, just a relentless motor and just yeah. His size is interesting. You're sitting at six one, uh, is it two forty that he they have him at? Yeah, that's a list of it. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, hopefully he can, he can get an inch or two up and maybe pack on some pounds. I'm not sh- exactly sure, but I mean, I'm like 70. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I see JB Brown and him for sure. Just, they play exactly the same way. Nothing, you know, not, you know, uh, a freak athlete at defensive end. And I think this guy could probably just play defensive end um, at Arizona, but Uh, just super crafty, just knows how to get to the backfields, can pursue any ball carrier that's, you know, trying to get away from him. And I, I think he's, he's a really nice piece Um, and obviously two years away now, but um, someone to watch and, you know, he's already got ASU in Oregon. So uh, coming from Chandler as well, definitely a powerhouse program. So, it'll be interesting to see how his recruitment plays out for the next few years. But, uh, a guy that I would really love to have for that 2021 class. I think he's not, they don't have him ranked, correct? Oh, oh, he's a, oh no, that's sellers. Do they have him?
0: I uh, just, yeah. just, uh, no, I don't think he was ranked. I literally just exited out of his thing here. I'll tell you right now.
2: Yeah. Now he, he has no rankings, but I imagine yeah. by the time, Uh, national signing day and in two years from now he's like a top 400 kid
0: and uh let's uh unless you guys want to hit somebody i know uh brandon mentioned covering a couple other people but let's uh let's at least hit on marcus brown uh coming from red mountain um he's uh an athlete probably won't get listed uh offered a quarterback from arizona but he has played quarterback wide receiver defensive back um no composite rating uh, offers from hawaii and san diego state coming in at five foot almost six foot five foot eleven and a half 173 pounds would you guys think about him and, and where do you think um he could have ev- eventually uh fit in at arizona
3: i like uh I think he's an interesting prospect just because of his versatility. I mean, kind of like pretty much a few of the guys we've been talking about, but I, I can see him as a receiver. He's he's fast. He's actually got pretty good hands. Um, you know, it could be a slot receiver or even kind of like a Devon Cooper-ish type receiver. Um, doesn't quite have that top-end speed like Cooper does, uh, but he's still fast enough, I, I think. Um, yeah, just an interesting prospect overall. Um, I could possibly see him... Um, I don't know if he would get an offer, but I could definitely see him at least getting a, per, a preferred walk on. And I'm gonna say, Gabe, you, I don't know how you read my mind. I definitely had that comp of J.V. Brown and, and Buckner. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's uh, that was that was scary how identical they are. But um, for Brown, yeah, he's he's such an interesting prospect because he's kind of that do it all, Drew Dixon, Khalil Tate join our he'll play running back wide receiver quarterback, whatever um, probably projects best as a wide receiver has, has some nice speed. And uh, as Brandon mentioned, Devon Cooper's kind of that poster child for, for speed and breakaway ability and whatnot. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets any offers. I, I think that he is kind of one of those uh, high end guys in the state of Arizona who doesn't quite get an offer to, you know, let's say even Nevada's or San Jose states, and kind of has the decision between a southern Utah, NAU, and uh, I don't know, any other just random school, Western New Mexico, or take a preferred walk on. So I think that he is one of those high end guys that Arizona could potentially steal. Um, and, you know, Arizona's had some pretty decent luck with some walk ons in the past. So, uh, you know maybe he actually is able I mean, to see the field
3: yeah
0: was there a couple more you wanted to cover uh brandon
3: yeah so there's only really like three more i want to talk about that'd be dominic davis uh regan terry and actually to- uh tosh baker was on on campus as well lay him on us, brother all right and uh, gabe i know gabe will throw in his piece too so uh we'll start off with dominic davis um Big wide receiver from um, Mountain Point, Mountain Phoenix. Point. Yeah, he's he's another guy that, um, and I know Gabe and I both agree. Uh, probably he, well, not even probably. he's is extremely uh, underrated, and, and is definitely one of the best wide receivers in the state. To go with uh, uh, Libman, uh, Rice, and, and the others, so definitely someone I would I would not be upset about it. if he came to arizona like i said big 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 guy you know sitting around i think six three six four um uh in, in, you know about a hundred and about 184 pounds or sorry 180 pounds or so uh so he can add a little bit more weight to get to get himself a little bit more sturdy but man, he, he's very good at, at fifty fifty 50, 50 balls or contested balls. He can come down with them. He's extremely fast. Um, runs about a four, four 40, which for someone that size, that's, we're getting to like Jalen Johnson kind of speed at that point. Um, if not slightly faster, so, uh, definitely someone I, I would keep an eye on because I can see Arizona offering him, um like a full like no kidding like offering him because he's he's that much of a talent and it's really a hidden gem within the in the state so yeah I, I i can't i don't know what else i can say about. I mean, he's just someone to uh re- really
2: get to know um here in the future yeah for me he's probably in my top three or four receivers in the state and obviously we have talked about uh brandon rice and Marcus Lidman and those are two guys you really want. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the situation with the recruitment because they have a lot of really young receivers on this roster. Um, let's see, they have, by my count, seven freshmen wide. Re- oh no, that's last year's. Uh, oh no, they have, yeah, they have six freshmen wide receivers, redshirt freshman or freshmen, and then three sophomores. So you're really front-loaded with these. Uh, wide receiver so i'm interested to see how they manage that but davis is just uh, a really really nice player that i really like um kind of kind of exactly that jalen uh johnson mold i didn't really think about him um but just supreme athleticism you can tell he's a track guy um i think he plays track and basketball both track, he's got some nice strides pumping his arms he's got Uh, good hands and I think he's a really nice player he's a guy that I am hopeful that there would be room for him Um, he's one of the top just regardless of position he's one of my top guys in the state that I would have Um, but there are some very good receivers that Arizona uh, could potentially land and it's interesting just with the wide receiver numbers that they have right now but uh, one of my top players for sure in the state
0: so, uh, Regan Terry, uh, weak side defensive end at Florence, 6'4", 230. Um, he's got offers from Arizona, Arizona State, Boston College, Boise State, California, Oregon, and UCLA. Um, I remember when this guy got offered and checking out his film. And, you know, you always wonder about Florence and the competition out there. But uh, he really jumped off the film, uh, you know, it's just such a outstanding talent relative to the players around him. Um, what would you guys think about him?
2: Uh, for me, this is a this is a must land guy, and I know we talked about you know he's well he's more of a pure defensive end, not so much a hybrid, but he probably could play a little stand up or stud or wherever you want to put, put him on the field. And uh, this is a guy where yeah he's not ranked by any services. Uh, his offer from Boston College is because his dad is a analyst on the staff, and his older brother I think he's a redshirt freshman now. He's a walk on linebacker there, um, so could be you know some some family ties there and then asu uh discovered him not too long after and then uh u of a jumped on but um this is one where you just need to watch the film and you can see how good of a player he is uh, just a powerful 6'4 230 guy and uh just kind of that relentless it's i'm trying to think of a comp just on, on the fly here um but i mean just a, a Kinda really like a, he's
3: honestly like no he's roughly kind of like a Jalen Harris, honestly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, guess, uh, or, uh, I would put him at, um, uh, maybe like Nahi he's in high school, maybe not so much defensive tackle. Um, but I really like just everything about him. I wonder if Boston college, if that's going to be just the family thing and, and that's where he's going for me me i think i talked to brandon because i I didn't know that his dad was on the staff when at the time of his commitment um and you know i'm just optimistic here because i really want him i think he's a must land guy for the class but i was telling brandon i feel like he would commit he would be one of those guys that just gets to boston college immediately as soon as he gets offered and that's his recruitment but um you know maybe he's looking for some other offers maybe i mean this kid does have the potential to play at a bigger program Um, and get some offers it is odd coming out of florence i'm not sure how many schools would actually recruit out of that school you're literally in between phoenix and tucson so that's really a a special trip that you got to make but um i mean he's just a man he's a he's a special talent and i'm interested to see how his recruitment goes and like i said i think there's at least some bit of a chance if he's not committed to boston college already with his family there already. I mean, I'm not completely ruling it out.
3: Yeah. So, uh, if, if, uh, honestly, if Arizona was to get, uh, Regan Terry and, uh, Jason Harris for defensive end, I'd be, I'd be set. I'd be okay. Uh, like Gabe was saying, he's just a relentless, just the the motor on that guy is just relentless. And I mean, not much else to say, um, I have a feeling, I really have a feeling that his recruitment is going to go kind of the way of Jordan Morgan, um, that he gets like a couple of power five offers and like the one, and you'll get like another, like probably one more big one. And then that'll be it. Um, and I, I, I don't know why, but I just have that feeling. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, great kid. I think that he would be a huge, huge addition to the class. Um, like Gabe was saying, Florence does, isn't in in YouTube decks. Like Florence isn't known for putting out a lot of talent, but this guy uh, is definitely something special. Um, yeah, I mean, I got I, I don't have that much else to say. Gabe pretty much hit everything on the head. And you had one more, Brandon. Yeah, Tosh Baker. Uh, probably, uh, I think he is the. If I'm not mistaken, he is the highest ranked offensive lineman. Yeah, so he's the highest ranked offensive lineman. Uh, actually, he's. Uh, one spot above Noah Nelson, so uh, Baker's uh, 12th in the state of Arizona and Nelson's 13th in the state. Uh, also from Pinnacle Phoenix in uh, Phoenix, um, known for basketball and football. You know, pretty good basketball player, but uh, he has definitely blown up um, on the football side of things. Sitting around six eight, uh, probably around 285. Really uh, lean, athletic offensive lineman. Um, I didn't expect to see him on campus last week but he ended up making the trip and that was that's a good sign uh to get him down there uh at least it shows that there's some interest in uh not really sure what he thought of the trip but um if it's any, if it's like what everyone else has been um showing anything like that it probably it probably went really well for him uh it's something we'll have to find out but uh definitely see him um kind of like what you were saying, um, Dax, like you, you get no, if you get, you know, if Arizona were to get Noah Nelson, he could be a plug and play dude and you can kind of forget him for four years. Tosh Baker is very much similar to that. He's just an absolute monster. Um, Oddly enough, pinnacle had him playing uh, offensive guard instead of tackle. So that might be something to take a look at. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much of a chance Arizona has with him. Um, There's obviously still, you know, the door's obviously still open, but, you know, just have to take a look and see how this recruitment goes uh, goes about.
2: Yeah, I don't know too much about him. I do know um, he received his Michigan offer the day that J.D. Johnson committed. And I remember that because I was very sad that J.D. Johnson went to Michigan. But, um, yeah, just looking at his film real quickly here, Uh, 6'8", 275, really lean kid. I mean, he's got – I mean, he could pick his offer to any school here, probably an Under Armour All-American candidate at some point. But, um, you know, Arizona is in play for some offensive tackles in this class, and so uh, maybe there's a chance you can swing a uh, high-end Phoenix kid like Tosh Baker or Noah Nelson down.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy if we could get Noah. I mean, um, Tosh does have one crystal ball to uh, Notre Dame, but yeah, I mean, all the offensive line, and I mean, bring all of them. You'll never, I'll never complain about that.
3: Um, there's so, a, okay. sorry. So, there's. a am not gonna. We're not gonna really go delve too much into them. But you know, we talked about Tosh and Noah. There's one other in-state offensive lineman I think everyone should keep an eye on, and that is, or sorry, two. Uh, so Cade Bennett from uh, Notre Dame prep out in Scottsdale and, uh, Andrew rumery, uh, from Valley Vista and surprise.
0: Uh, will we'll definitely, uh, be hitting everybody up as the, as you know, as they come rolling in. Um, so let's hit on the two coaches, uh, that come in. Um, I don't think we had a chance to talk about DeMarco Murray coming in. Uh, he came in after signing day, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: What do you guys think about that one?
3: I love it. <laughs> I mean, from like from the recruiting aspect alone, it's it's monumental. Um, running back. I mean, he was a he was a. Uh, he, I mean, he was an NFL, but like all-pro running back. So, like, I, I teaching someone what you know. I don't feel like is um, is is that hard and this is not a stab at anyone uh so I'm, i mean if anything i'm a little interested to see how he coaches but i have the utmost faith that he can he can coach the running back position since it's a position that he knows very very well um i do know that when he uh talked to um i think when uh, the whole staff went to Sal point rather uh, a little bit after he was hired it, it made a huge impact on Bijan. so we'll see how that all goes
2: yeah i mean i think it's a slam dunk hire um you know you're going to a guy who uh was just recently in the nfl and you know you don't really know about his coaching experience but for me running back is such a low risk position where you don't need you know uh, an absolute ace back there and a genius to to coach your guys up you know a lot of it you know, once they once they pass the line of scrimmage, it's kind of just natural instinct at that point. I feel so. Um, you know, to have just a guy of of his prestige and his ties—he's from Nevada and went to Bishop Gorman, or is very close yes. to the program. Yeah, yeah, he went to Bishop Gorman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you can get some recruitment out of that high school, and I mean, Arizona's landed Malik Hausman and Anu Solomon over the past few years, and uh Jamal Adai did some good work in Nevada over the last few years but um you know again just a low risk position where I don't think you need that super technical teacher there and Arizona's got a good group of backs already so I'm sure he'll be just fine as a as a coach and as a teacher Um, and I think recruiting just that's just so much more firepower that you have having a all-pro guy like him
0: Mm -hmm. Also uh, picked up offensive line coach uh, Kyle uh, Devan. Um, He's coming over from Ball State. Uh, He was offensive line coach and assistant head coach there the uh, last two years. He previously played at Oregon State and uh, in the NFL. Um, You know, I – I don't. I can't say I know that much about this guy. I think a lot of people were pretty excited when he, when he was coming over, uh, based on his previous West Coast uh, ties, and then his NFL experience. What do you guys
2: think about the hire? I, I haven't been able to look too much into it because this was what yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. Today. Yeah.
3: yeah. Today I will, yeah. yeah today's when they officially announced it. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, I don't know too much about him. Um, You know, it sucks that you're losing Joe Gilbert and uh, easily the best position coach last year. And obviously you can tell because he's now in the NFL. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how this line develops. I mean, Joe Gilbert made something out of nothing. A lot of JUCOs now, a lot of new guys in the system. Uh, You can really mix and match your offensive line now, which is nice. There's some versatility there. Uh, but just interested to see. You, you really need those Juco guys to pan out because you have had some transfers out as well, uh, which just kind of hurts the depth in general. But um, I did go onto his uh, Twitter today. I saw he changed his profile picture. I assume that's his wife. And from the looks of it, I mean, I think he's a great recruiter. So from that aspect, I'm not too concerned.
3: Yeah. I'm actually not concerned about his coaching either. Um, I know he, uh, he actually helped ball States run game, uh, especially with their line tremendously, uh, during his time there, uh, and made it one of the best, uh, rushing attacks rather, uh, because of the blocking, uh, in the Mac. So I'm not too worried about his coaching. Um, you know, I mean, he was, uh, uh he was in the Super Bowl in the NFL. He's played at Oregon state. Um, you know west coast dude from california so uh i'm more interested to see how he recruits and and not in like i don't think he can do it i'm just interested to see like uh how successful he can be because i think he can be very successful you know he's young he has that nfl experience he knows what it takes to get in the nfl um you know, I mean, he's, he's like I said, um, because of his coaching, he, he can use that as a recruiting tool because, I mean, he definitely helped all states. So I, I I'm, I'm actually very, very happy with this hire. It's not very like boom in your face, like, uh, you know, large firework type of, of hire, but it's definitely a good one. And I can honestly say that coach uh, someone has been really, really methodical when it comes to um, hiring dudes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust his judgment.
0: I really like that point, Brandon, because I think this is the absolute antithesis of what would have happened with um Rodriguez. Rodriguez would have promoted a, you know, a quality control guy or somebody out of a, you know, doing their internship. And instead, every single one of these guys um has some cachet. Um, you know, the complete contra um contradistinction to uh, rich rod in regards to everyone on the staff being an active recruiter and and moreover you know you look at a program like ASU with their their new leadership model and all' uh, insert corporate pun here uh, but they do make a big point of hey we're gonna have NFL guys they've got Pierce they've got Kevin away and, and and they're constantly espousing whether they're going to deliver on this or not. That they they want to get people to the league, and that's going to have appeal to to recruits. And someone countering that by bringing in people who can, um, you know, make comparable claims. Hey, I I played in the league. I can help get you there too. I think is really important because um, there's plenty of great college coaches that are never being in the NFL, and and that there's nothing wrong with that. But having having the ability to make these, um, to make these assertions to, to recruits, I think is important. Um, you know, when it comes down to comparing the two programs, we don't want to be, um, you know, potentially in a second banana role in that kind of regard, especially when it's, um, something that ASU is constantly playing, paying lip service to. So I, I really, I think you nailed it on the head. I, I have a lot of, you know, I I, I was talking to um, um, the guy from uh, a Players Program U about basketball and, and we just went on football for a few minutes kind of talking about some general things. And, and I think it's fair to maybe be critical of Kevin in regards to his in-game decisions, the the two points and uh, some of his past history with Texas A&M. But I've become a real believer in him in regards to recruiting. And, and I know we've all covered the numbers uh, very extensively and also the film. I, I, I'm i starting to like his class more and more with each passing day and each subsequent class and each subsequent offer more and more. I'm really developing a, a significant sense of confidence in his recruiting, which I, I've long um, held has has been the key component for Arizona making uh, a substantial step forward in football and, and in his uh, consistency in the coaching hiring, I've been very impressed.
3: Yeah, man, I think he's, uh, I mean, Gabe and I talked about it. I know numerous times we've had numerous discussions that he's such a good evaluator and he he gets, um, you know, guys on his staff that are such good evaluators and good recruiters that, I mean, the 2019 class is, it it may not be like, oh gosh, it's like all the star power, but like those guys are sneaky good um, and really good bass players to build your program around.
0: All right. Well, it's not all good news. Uh, Let's talk about our departures. Um, Mm -hmm. Lacusa's gone. We barely knew ye. And, um,. And you know, I mean he he played some and you know, we hardly have the depth to be, you know, shooing people out the door. But I think uh um, of even more impact um, and and a bigger surprise in my mind was um El Atise heading out. I felt like that was probably a pretty big loss, Brandon. You were one of his bigger um supporters in regards to his mm-hmm. run blocking and, and I really thought you had some good observations in that regard. Uh, I know we brought in some Juku guys, and, and Gabe's alluded to that quite a bit, how they're going to be critical going forward. But I, I thought he had a legitimate chance to fight for a starting position. And uh, I'm a little surprised he's heading back to Hawaii. Uh, what do you guys make of all that?
3: To me it makes no sense. I have no clue why he – I mean, he has his reasons, and I'm not going to – I am definitely not bashing him for making his – you know, for um, for making his decision. I'm just confused. I don't. I don't know why he did. I thought, like you said, I thought he was going to He was set up for, um, Oh, sorry. Uh, set up for a large amount of success in my opinion. Like he, he definitely made a a huge jump from the beginning of the season. Um, and by the end he was a completely different player to the point where he could have easily, uh, been a starter on the line. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that he decided to, uh, to go. I don't know uh, what caused them to leave? I uh, just,
2: I mean, just shocked really. Yeah. I, I agree there because I mean, I, I would understand if, you know, the whole season would have played out like the first three games where he didn't crack the rotation, but he stepped in for Bryson Kane and filled in at guard and played pretty well. And was, I mean, I think Arizona finished again with the number one rushing attack. So, um, you know, he was he was a big piece of the line, and you know, I, I think he could have stayed and competed for a starting spot. And the timing is definitely just interesting because I feel like he did have a good amount of success. You're getting a new offensive line coach, so you know you don't exactly know what to expect. Um, but you also don't know what to expect when you go to a new school, and the timing to me was kind of like when you fire todd graham after finishing the season out five and three um whenever they did that two years ago just very odd after having so much success in the second half of the season um and like i mentioned before you put a lot of pressure on your juco guys now you need two good years for them because you got a lot of young guys coming up the pipe that need to develop so uh, it'll be interesting how they manage that um who's oh lacusa yeah kind of Kind of an odd just process from start to finish with Michigan State. He was in line to transfer, stopped loving football, then came back to football, basketball, to – where was he? The uh, Arizona Western for a little bit. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just a guy that just didn't really crack the rotation. I I understand that. But uh, Michael was definitely – uh, a bit of a surprise there. So, um, and I think we have a couple other departures. Yeah,
0: Sione Tuafuafa, M.
2: Tafahema.
0: Tafahema. Um, I mean, Gabe pretty much called this, you know, mid-season. <laughs> so, I don't think we're surprised there. I don't know if you guys have any strong feelings about that.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, it's a shame that he didn't pan out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was at the time of his commitment. I mean he was the six three, three hundred forty pound kid that you wanted because Arizona was starting Luca Bruno, Justin Belknap, and Parker Zeller, so all about two hundred fifty pounds. So minus minus Luca. Luca was a, like three hundred. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know just an undersized line there, and you know he he could have uh, yeah I don't know just uh, came in out of shape, got hurt continue to stay out of shape and just, I don't know, just didn't pan out. So I'm interested to see where he ends up. Uh, Gabe, Gabe's guy, Antonio parks. Uh yeah, man, this one, this one sucks. And I, I, I was unsure as to what he was going to do towards, uh, towards the end of the season. I mean, not a lot of corner depth, but just never really got a chance. Just kind of a, a frustrating experience for him. Three defensive back coaches in three years. Tears his ACL before even coming to Arizona. Um, and I know, I think it was two years ago, he had moved to safety for a little bit. No, it would have been not this past season, no. year before that. Yeah, Probably he did. Before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, great dude. Now at UTSA. Um, so hopefully he gets a shot there. But yeah, I think he out of the 2015 class. And then he came in in January for 2016. I think if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's a starting corner and one of the most electrifying players, but just sucks that, uh, it didn't work out.
0: And
3: Sammy Morrison.
0: Oh, Sammy Morrison. Okay.
3: Yeah. Another, uh, he was another, um, bummer honestly he he has so much so much potential and and talent and everything and then you know he uh uh he got hurt his sophomore year um uh, and was you know and came back uh played a reserve role in in uh, 2017 um you know was was set to step up and be one of the leaders and Uh, what was it, Gabe? He hurt his shoulder during fall camp, I think?
2: Um, Yeah, he had a knee problem and then he hurt his shoulder, and I think he had surgery on that, and then just, has never been the same. He started his first career game, first two career games, and then just... Just never was the same, really. There, There, yeah. And then, I I think at this point, it was kind of expected that he would leave, although he did see some time last year, especially in the red zone, uh, which was a little puzzling, but Yeah, during his redshirt sophomore season and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and and uh, PJ Johnson's uh, gone pro, so um, I was hoping beyond hope we'd get another season with him because he was outstanding, but certainly reasonable for him to go on and start his professional career. So that's a big loss for Arizona, but you know a win for him and in the long run. So.
3: And we've wow. also lost, uh, Mariscal and Brandon Leone. And the reason those oh, are very right. significant, uh, is because that now puts Tilford in a prime position to make some, make some noise. Well,
0: it's interesting. He stayed and those two left, right?
3: Yeah. I actually found it more interesting that Mariscal left, uh, because he was actually seeing some, some decent, some decent run, um, You know, throughout the year, probably not, probably less than he wanted to, but uh, I thought overall, like he was a solid back and I would have loved to seen what he could have done for one more year, you know?
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to go back and look at the numbers. I would argue both those guys got more carries than Tilford did. I mean, would Tilford Tilford got one, three cat carries in the whole season? He had one, (laughs) one. I mean. Neither of those guys could be complaining more than Telford and both of them were less heralded. So I don't know if the way you'd have thought that would have worked out. So let's hope he can figure out the playbook for Kramity's Six. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot. We, you know, we're coming up on an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, any other things you guys want to hit on?
2: I'm um, trying to think. I'm tra- I'm looking at my scholarship track. Uh, oh, Curtis Brown left. Oh, yeah, first um, round left. Yeah. I, I've heard that he's going to Fresno State. Um, and so that's where he's from. Oh, uh, Kaczynski? Oh, yeah. Kaczynski's apparently been gone from the team. I was talking to someone on the team, and like he's just, yeah, he has not been participating in anything team related. He would have been a redshirt senior, I believe. Um, yep. So, yeah, offensive line. Kari Lane's gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lane, red Rifle yeah. transferred out. Yeah. Go going to a pretty big JUCO though. Um, I'm surprised I would have guessed he'd go to like I think he was recruited by Grambling and Alcorn. I would expect that he'd just go and drop down there, but JUCO, I don't know, maybe he's trying to make a comeback to uh a group of five school or something.
0: Yeah, a pretty big exodus. I don't know that any of these are ones that we didn't predict and aren't um completely in line with the new coach. Uh, with, with the potential head scratcher of say and then yeah, obviously PJ cool. going pro is completely reasonable. So I, I don't know that any of these other ones would would jump up on your radar. I think the concerning aspect, though, is the depth in the offensive and yeah. defensive lines. But that's pretty much an ongoing narrative at Arizona. It's not like we're Bama and or or Clemson, and we just roll out uh, you know five star <laughs> defensive line recruit you know, wave one and then wave two of five stars. So, um, I, I don't know that that's anything new. Obviously it's concerning. And, uh, I think on our next, um, podcast, we should definitely take some time and, and run through the scholarship numbers. Cause I know Gabe's been tweeting that out. And, uh, it's funny how, You can think you have a glut of one position and then one off a season later, you're short (laughs) in a position. And so uh, it'd be interesting to see that kind of trend. And I made the joke on Twitter. It's like every other year we recruit a big class. Um, It'd be interesting to see. Spend some time talking about, you know, how we see the J- JUCO's dovetailing in, um, and then how we think uh, someone's ultimately planning this out. But I do think it's clear that someone's putting a lot more effort in the not only the strategic. Um, not only the tactical aspects of how he recruits his classes, but, and the, the grind that's required to get a single class, uh, secured and the best possible class and establishing the pipelines. But from a, um, strategic standpoint, he's, uh, putting a lot of effort in, in planning out his classes and developing those pipelines down the road. And, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about the results. I think it's going to yield
2: big facts. Yeah, and he's uh, clearing up some space, too. And like you said, Dax, none of these guys, you know, they they didn't really have significant reps to begin with uh, this past season. Probably weren't going to fit in the system this upcoming year. So you do lack a little bit of depth this year, but you're making up room for some other classes and, uh, you know, kind of a a front-loaded roster here. Only eight seniors by my count here, so... Uh, I think that's what I got too. Is yeah. so you know he he's he's making room and going back to what you said earlier about someone, um, you know I think his recruiting is something that I have a lot more confidence in. And yeah the game management yeah we'll see and and kind of quarterback management as well we'll we'll get a big test uh, this upcoming season, but yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting time for Arizona. you're starting to to get more. I don't know, just a lot more excitement here.
0: Speaking of people who are going to be tested this upcoming season with quarterbacks, um, I noted, uh, and I, I should have hit on this when we were talking about Plummer, that, um, Brandon, you made a point of how Plummer felt like Mazzoni would be there to help develop him. Uh, are we to take by that conversation that, that Mazzoni's telling this recruit that, hey, he's in for the long haul? Um, and how's that jibe with how the season ended with Tate and the, and the, the subsequent dynamics there, in your opinion.
3: So I think that, I think that Mazzoni will be around and honestly, he's not that he's not a bad coach. He's not even a bad offensive coordinator. Yeah. He makes some oopsies, but who doesn't, um, no one calls a perfect game. Um, one thing too, is that like you got, everyone's got to remember too, that Tate isn't the normal type of quarter, uh, quarterback rather that, uh, Mazzoni has an assistant, whereas Plummer, uh, Grant, Doyle, those guys are. Uh, even Jamari Joyner, like I know he has a lot of confidence in his arm, and I'm very, very interested to see how he um, how he develops or what you know what's going to happen with him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean i don't I don't I don't suspect that uh, Mazzoni will be going anywhere anytime soon. and that I, and i I personally don't believe that that's a bad thing
0: any thoughts on that game or should we kick that to the next podcast
2: um no nah, i mean yeah it's it, ah, man it's tough because you have khalil tate and i for me i i don't know how many people are in this camp but i'm also in the mindset where khalil is still kind of he, he has the door open to potentially leave still, especially just with this transfer portal stuff mm-hmm. that's going on, depending on how many units and how the spring goes and how Grant Cannell progresses. It's going to be interesting, but, I mean, we'll see once Mazzoni gets his guys in the system and, and how the quarterbacks do this season. All right. Well, we
0: certainly beat that horse, so uh, we can always <laughs> rehash that ten thousand more times this upcoming season with Tate. Let's not. Let's not. (laughs) All
2: right. All right, gentlemen, bear down. Bear down. Bear down, baby.